Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a community leader who's looking to really build your community through the power of email? It's the first chance you have to get in front of the right people, and you should make the most of it. So many community leaders take the template approach, and you've lost your community before they've even found you. How about crafting the perfect welcome series instead? You can grab my guide, Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series, at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Discover the tips and tactics I use to help my clients get up to an 80% open rate. When people open those first few emails, they're more likely to continue opening your messages, engaging, and buying from you. Build your community the right way with a welcome series that converts. Grab your copy at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Welcome to another episode of the Audience Converter podcast for community leaders. I am your host, Kimberly Whitecamp, and a conversion copywriter and marketing strategist and a community leader of my own community as well. And today we are going behind the scenes. So a lot of times I get questions about how do I get so much stuff done? Often I know that finding the time to do your own marketing can be a really big, hard struggle. And it's even more difficult if you kind of specialize in what you're trying to get done for yourself. And here's what I mean by that. You know, uh, there's a popular phrase out there, right? The cobbler's kids have no shoes, basically implying that uh, while the cobbler is an expert at making shoes, they're so busy making shoes for other people that they can't make shoes for themselves. And the same can hold true for marketing your own business. If you are a top marketer, if you're a digital marketer, if you're in the marketing space, if you're a copywriter, it's actually really difficult to find the time to write your own copy. And for me, at least, it's about 10 times harder to write copy for myself than it is to write it for other people. Part of the reason is because I'm so close to what I do that it's sometimes a struggle to get into the right mindset for actually putting out copy because I kind of want to tweak it a little bit, right? I want to keep tweaking, want to keep tweaking. Um, also part of that, I think, is because I was brought up in the Midwest and in the Midwest, you know, it's bad to brag about yourself. And uh, when creating copy for myself, I often have to overcome that that thought process of, oh, well, I'm promoting myself. Why am I promoting myself? Uh, when the whole point, of course, for running your business is to promote yourself. And also, of course, there is that struggle for a lot of people to identify what it is that makes us unique and us powerful and explaining it in a way that brings in the right people and makes sense to people who aren't as advanced as we are. Oftentimes, we don't know what we don't know, but we also kind of forget what other people don't know and what they're starting with. So for me, at least, you know, I, I write all of my own copy, uh, at least currently, and uh, it, it can take a lot more time, though, for me to write my own copy just because it's it's a different mindset you have to get into. You have to get into a different approach. Sometimes I have to fool myself when I create my own client brief for my own projects so that I can go through the process of if it's for a client, which gives us a different approach. So with that being said, 
over the course of three months this year, I put on a live paid workshop. I hosted a summit, ran it myself, had 25 plus speakers, did all of the copy and promotion for the summit, created the swipe copy, did the follow-up, hosted a live event, did all of the copy for that, did the copy for the landing page, for the sales page, for uh, a webinar. And that was over the course of three months, along with helping somebody else with their launch uh, and finalizing and launching uh, for them on time within that three-month period and uh, finishing up three or four other minor side projects, along with, of course, keeping up with my regular marketing, keeping up with putting this podcast out twice a week and uh, keeping up with uh, emailing my list at least once a week, usually more than that. So that's a that's a number of things to get done in 90 days, uh, especially when I say I did everything. It's not just writing the copy, right? I set up the tech. I set up uh, I set up a lot of stuff. And of course, since then, I have thankfully been able to find people who are much better at other parts of that process, such as uh, doing the regular uh, scheduling for social media or creating graphics for social media on things that I've already got kind of idea I ideated, if you will, uh, and having it done for me. Um, so, you know, now I have a, an amazing team behind me who is helping me do a lot of this process. One of the things I don't do is edit my own podcast. If you are looking for uh, an editor for your podcast, do uh, check out Turnkey Podcast Productions. They're the people who make my fantastic podcast sound amazing. They're a great team and good friends. And I will also have a link for that in the show notes as well. But the bottom line is that over the course of 90 days, and this was near the beginning of the year for me, I did a lot of stuff and I got a lot of stuff done. And you may or may not know that I also have a, a recurring health issue that prevents me from uh, writing usually for more than a couple of hours a day, um, whether that's typing or whether that's taking notes or actually writing longhand, any of those. Um, usually I'm limited to about a couple, uh, you know, three, four hours max um, on a good day uh, to be able to do that. So I get questions all the time of, well, how on earth do you get so much done, especially without like driving yourself nuts, right? I take most weekends off. I take most evenings to myself. Uh, you know, I'll do the occasional networking or other type of event, but I get to choose when I'm going to work in the evenings and when I'm not. It's not a matter of, oh, I need to work in the evening because I ran out of time. It's a matter of, oh, that's something I want to do. And it happens to be at 7 p.m. So I'm going to go do it. So oftentimes I will get asked, you know, how do you get so much done? And first off, I want to kind of create a definition for this and then really dive into it a little bit. So I talk, uh, the title of this episode is my productivity hacks, right? Behind the scenes on my productivity hacks, how do I get so much finished in such short periods of time? And uh, I want to kind of define that word for you, productivity. What does that mean to you? To me, it means getting the things that you want and need done, done in a manner in which doesn't burn you out, Right. But remember, it's the important things. It's the things that are going to be drivers for your business. It's the things that are going to be uh, you know, resulting in profit. We talked about planning for profit in the last episode was the solo. So it's really important right, to know what tasks are most valuable for you and what tasks maybe should you not be doing. So when we talk about productivity, we talk about making sure to make the most of the time you have to do the things that are most important to you. Now, again, that definition is the definition of things that are most important to you. So if you find it's really important to have breakfast with your kids every morning before they go to school, that is something you're going to work into your productivity hacks. Okay. 
Uh, if you don't have kids and you don't find it important to to be up at 7 a.m. to do that, but you want to be um, at your 945 spin class because you know how important it is to have a, a group around you to help you on your health journey, that's something that you're going to add in. So what are those things that you find that you want and need to have in your schedule and that are actually being drivers for your business and your life, right? We've talked about this before. Your life and your business, you get to decide what success looks like for those. So I really just wanted to, to take a moment and uh, and define what productivity is. And productivity, right, is making sure you get the things that you want and need done, done in a reasonable time period. Okay. So that's what real productivity means to me. You know, I quickly realized that uh, it was important. Yeah. I wanted to be consistent on uh, sending out my emails and uh, sending out uh, social media posts. I wanted to be consistent in uh, promoting this podcast. But I realized that it wasn't the best use of my time to be scheduling that into a software. I filmed a video. I showed people exactly what I wanted to do. I go through and approve all of them. So everything still has that personal touch, but it takes me about 30 or 45 seconds now, as opposed to 30 or 45 minutes for any one of those tasks. So really sit down with yourself and define what are your productivity goals and what kind of ties into that idea of, you know, this is what real productivity looks like for me because I really want to be able to focus on what is that. All right. So now let's dive into, into some uh, methods and tricks and tips, if you will. Number one with a bullet. If you do not know how long a task takes you, time yourself. <laughs> Now, this may seem really obvious, but there are so many tasks that we do throughout a day. And it's really simple for us to kind of push it to the back burner and be like, oh, you know, that only took me two minutes. It's not really worth it to, to start tracking that. Because what you'll find is that those little two-minute tasks, those little two-minute distractions, or those things that you felt only took you uh, 10 minutes max actually are taking you a lot longer. So uh, this comes from my very early days of copywriting where, you know, from the beginning, I was told, don't charge by the hour because you're basically setting yourself up to be penalized. As soon as you get faster at any type of project, then you're not going to get paid as well because you, uh, you know, because you're doing it too fast. And I thought, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. So I've never really charged by the hour for the most part uh, with my clients, but you also want to know what your internal hourly rate is. So if you don't know how long it takes you to finish a project, if you don't know how long it takes you to onboard a new coaching client, if you don't know how long it takes you to set up the schedule for your community on uh, when you're going to have group sessions in the next three months, if you don't know how long those types of tasks are taking you, they're probably taking up more time than you think they are. So what I want you to do, if nothing else, is start tracking every single task you do and break it up. And I know it's going to be hard to do, but it, if you do it for about a week, it'll give you a general idea as to where you're really spending your time. Many of us feel that we're not productive enough or that we don't have enough time. But the reality is, is that we have plenty of time. We just don't realize where our time is being spent. So some really easy ways to do that, um, and I will have a list of all of these, of course, in the show notes, right? You're going to have a, a link to everything I mentioned here today. So one of those things that I talk about is toggle. 
toggle track. It's an extension on my browser because oftentimes I am doing things online, such as, for example, uh, checking email. Checking email takes up time. Replying to an email takes up time. Finding the materials in a Google Drive that somebody sent you but didn't actually give you directions on where to find it takes time. All of those things can take up your time, and those can be time wasters that you're not aware of are happening. So uh, I like to use Toggle Track because it's an extension of my browser, and it's really easy uh, if I'm doing something on the internet, like if I'm researching something, if I'm doing background research for a client, if I'm hanging out in specific Facebook groups to gather a a voice of customer data, all of those types of things are going to take place on the internet. And even if I am writing something into a document, um, I can time that as well. It's really simple to, to just go ahead and push that button. So Toggle Track is an extension that you can put on your browser and it's really easy. You can push start, you can push stop. When you push start, it'll ask you immediately to give a title to what you're doing. You can always go back later and you know assign labels, assign categories, what have you. But in the beginning, um, I would just say, you know, put in a brief description of what you're doing, like client research for Project X. And start tracking literally every task you undertake for the course of about a week. And that way you can get a really clear understanding of where you're spending your time and what is taking up your time. Because if you don't know how long you're spending on any one task, it's hard to get more efficient at it because you don't know which ones you're not least efficient at. So once we move on from you know tracking your time, knowing how long specific tasks are going to take you, Then I want to move on to two of my favorite, favorite, favorite methods. Method number one, I learned from Joanna Weeb of Copy Hackers, and that is called themed days. And this is one really easy, easy method. It's something I teach to all of my clients, the ones that are in my accelerated program, the ones that are uh, who work with me one-on-one strictly. I teach this to all of my clients because it is so incredibly valuable. And that is to have specific days during your week to do specific tasks. So what the idea of theme days is 50% of your time is spent on client work and 50% of your time is spent on building your own business. And so part of that time is time for your own marketing. So for me, I have specific days that are set aside strictly for the podcast. Okay, That's what happens on that day is podcast stuff. So it's writing podcast show notes, it's recording these episodes, it's uh, hosting interviews, it's appearing on other people's podcasts, it's promoting the podcast. All of those types of tasks land on the podcast days. So when you theme your days, it becomes a lot easier for you to prep your brain to get ready to work on those particular tasks because it starts to anticipate that, oh, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., that means it's my marketing day. And that means that I'm going to be doing something. So I'm going to be writing emails. I'm going to be mapping out my next 10 blog posts. I'm going to be uh, you know, uh, taking tasks like booking podcast guests, whatever that looks like for you. And then your brain is kind of prepared. So every time when Wednesday comes around, your brain is ready to get started on doing that particular task. And it's a great way to ensure that the tasks that you need and want to get done actually get done. So for example, you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, but you know, every day I have to do X, Y, Z. Take a moment and ask yourself, is that something you really need to do? And if it is something that you have to do every day, then group those items that have to happen every day in a specific part of your day. 
So is that something that takes a lot of thought or is it something you can do on autopilot? And if it's something you can do on autopilot, I would challenge you to figure out if that's something you need to be doing or something you can hand off. But if something it's you need to be doing, like for example, you want to be the one to pick up your kid from school. No problem. You know that that's going to happen every day at 3.30. Let's, let's go with. Okay. So what about the hour before doing the wrap up of all the tasks that have to be done every day, whether that's checking uh, LinkedIn, whether that's sending connection requests, whether that's uh, doing a last check of your email, whatever that looks like. Those are the types of tasks that can be grouped together so that you know they happen every day, but the bulk of your day is still for the theme. So it's still for your marketing. It's still for working on client work, whatever that looks like. And another grand method that I learned uh, from another copywriter, this one was from Ed Gandia. Do be sure to check out his B2B Launcher podcast. It's amazing. Uh, is a focus sessions. And combining this with theme days has just made an I can't even calculate how big of a change it's made for me. One of the first times I really started using this was right after I had eye surgery. I didn't have LASIK because I wasn't a candidate. So I had an even older version called PRK. The difference between PRK and LASIK, LASIK, a day later, you can go back to work. PRK, it takes about four weeks for your eyes to completely heal. And it doesn't heal linearly, which means some days you have good days, some days you have bad days, some mornings are better, some evenings are better, and you don't really know what it's going to be like until you're recovering. So I had to figure out how to get a lot done in a very short period of time because when I had good hours, I needed to capitalize on it. And when I didn't have good hours, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go and look at my screen. So With focus sessions, what essentially you do, um, and there's a lot of different ways to do this. Uh, The person I learned it from used 50-10-50. I found 50 was too long of a time for me, so I use 40-20-40. But basically, you set aside a huge block of time to do one big, really important self-involved task. So for me, this is usually uh, the time I set aside to write emails for my list and or a time I set aside to do huge writing portions for my clients. So if I'm writing somebody's launch, I'll use a focus session in a day. And the way it works is you sit down and you only do that one task. So it's not the time to be gathering information. It's not the time to you know, be checking on your email, checking your notifications. No, the only thing you do during that period is your one big important task. So for me, if I'm going to write something, I need to have all of the materials gathered in one place so I don't have to go searching for it. And if I'm going to write something, I might say, okay, this particular focus session is only to write cart close emails. I don't write anything else. The only thing I'm focusing on at that point is cart close emails. And then you take a break. And when I say break, I mean break. Get up, walk away from your desk. I usually go and take a walk around my house for 20 minutes. So I, I work for 40 minutes. My timer goes off. You wrap up whatever thought you're having. You walk away from the situation. You don't go check your email. It's not the time to be like, okay, I'm going to go read a business book. You walk away from business and let your mind have a break. And then you come back for another 40, 50, 33, 33 minutes, whatever it looks like that works best for you. And that's something you're going to have to play with. And one of the things that I use to help me with focusing in these focus sessions is a great app called Focus at Will. And it provides a background music that is tuned to help your brain become even more focused for short bursts of time. And uh, I love the cafe setting. That's my fave. But with Focus at Will, it's, I think, $30 a year or something. It's super cheap. I have just found that when I do a focus session with it and then when I do one without it, the difference is 
unbelievable. I get so much more finished in a focus at will focus session than one without. So those are just a few of the tools I use and the, and the methods that I use to be so productive, to get so much done. But at the end of the day, you really have to start balancing. What do I want to get done? What is my priority? And blend that with you know client priorities, with business priorities, with everything else that goes on in your life. But make sure that your priorities are on that list. And then uh, start and try and implement some of these different tools. And, you know, don't try and do it all at once, right? There's power in implementing bit by bit. So I would challenge you, for example, to get started with theme days because that's the most uh, basic and broad. Okay, only Tuesdays will I work on client work. Only Mondays will I book client calls, for example. So what I would tell you to do is take a moment, think of all of these different productivity hacks and how they might be able to help you, right? When I can sit down and do a focus session and use focus at will on my theme day, I can usually knock out five to seven rough draft emails for my list. That's a minimum, okay, a minimum of five to seven weeks worth of nurture content for my email subscribers. So you can imagine, I don't have to do those focus sessions very often. I do them about once every three or four weeks and it pays me back and so much extra time to do other things. Oftentimes now I'll find that on the days that are my marketing days, I actually get to knock off work early because I have hit all of my major milestones. I've done everything I want to do and I get to choose my, my quitting time if it were. And so I decide to reward myself for putting my business first and making sure that I can fully show up in my business so that I can then have the bandwidth to fully show up for my clients and for my community. And I take that and I take that training and I I go and I have an early day or I take a nice long extra nap that day or something. I get to choose what that reward looks like. So I I hope you've found this helpful for figuring out how to be more productive in your life and in your business and marrying the two. But also really importantly, I want you to realize that productivity does not mean doing more things. Productivity means getting the important things done on a timeline that makes sense for what you want your life to look like. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Audience Converter Podcast for Community Leaders, where we talked all about productivity hacks and uh, how you can get started being more productive in your life and business today. Until next time, keep calm and be more productive. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.